Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Lisa Earl McLeod, who is a sales leadership consultant and a best-selling author. Companies like Apple, Kimberly Clark, and Pfizer hired Lisa to help them create passionate, purpose-driven sales forces. Lisa's new book is Selling with Noble Purpose, How to Drive Revenue and Do Work That Makes You Proud. Lisa has appeared on the Today Show, and she writes leadership commentary for Forbes.com. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Linda. It's great to be with you. Terrific. Thanks for being here. So I have to ask you to start with, what on earth is selling with noble purpose? Well, you know, it's interesting because when we think about salespeople who sell with passion, we all know the difference between a salesperson who's just sort of going through the motion and one who is passionate and engaged, but oftentimes we don't know why there's such a difference. And so I'm a longtime student of sales. I started out my career at Procter & Gamble, and during part of my tenure there, I worked as a sales trainer out in the field with salespeople. And so you see these differences between the top performers and the average performers, and it shows up in the numbers, but it was always curious to me, you know, why, why? And so as I studied several years ago, I embarked on a study of salespeople, and what I discovered was that the difference between the top performers and the average performers is their internal talk track. And it's very interesting because the average sales performers, and, when I, and I use that word average to mean you know the people who are pretty good in the middle of the bell curve, those performers tend to be focused on their quota and on closing the deal so that they can meet their number. The top performers had a completely different mindset. They were focused on making a difference to their customers. They had what I have come to refer to as a noble sales purpose. Their top priority was to close the deal so that they could improve life for their customers. And this single difference, and it took a lot of one-on-one interviews with salespeople to uncover this, but this single difference in the talk track of top performers versus the internal narrative, the talk track of average performers, made all the difference in the world in the sales numbers. Wow. So instead of focusing on themselves, they're focusing on their customers and the value they provide their customers. And the value they provide, that's exactly right. And then, so then you take it one step further, and what plays out at an individual level also plays out at an organizational level. And it's funny because we all know from our own anecdotal experience that we can tell the difference between a salesperson who is just there to help us versus one who only wants to close the deal for themselves. Right. You know, who hasn't bought a car and had that experience? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what happens is at an organizational level, we companies create these great products, and the auto industry is a great example. They have really transformed their products by focusing on the consumer and what we might want or need or even not even know we want really cool things in a car. Their R&D is great. Their manufacturing has really amped up. Their um, marketing is excellent. I watch some of these car commercials. I feel 10 years younger overnight watching these people drive these cars. But yet, 
it all falls apart on the showroom floor because the salesperson is not focused on you. Mm-hmm. They're focused on closing the deal. And that's a consumer example of what plays out in the business world where companies actually do have great solutions for their customers, but because the internal sales narrative is all about closing the deal, their salespeople aren't showing up with that sense of noble purpose. Interesting. It sounds pretty straightforward. It sounds very simple. Why do so many companies get it wrong? Well, it's simple, but it's not easy. And so I'll give you an example. I uh, work with a pharmaceutical company, Mm -hmm. and so their products, Client of Minds and Pharmaceuticals, and their products literally save people's lives. I mean, so not figuratively, literally, they save people's lives. And so what happens is they have this great narrative um, in their marketing. They do a lot of consumer marketing. Uh, They've got, you know, the R&D is amazing. But what happens is in the day-to-day operation, they tend to be me- measure things based on these quantitative internal metrics. And both of those words are important, quantitative, because it's missing the narrative. We're just looking at numbers. Right. And internal is the other important piece of that, because instead of looking at the impact they're having on customers, they're looking at how many have we sold based on our quota. And so, for example, one of the things that we changed in this company was every – meeting now when they start their meetings and they look at the number of units sold, they translate it into the number of lives they changed. Mm. That simple change, and we've done a whole host of other things, but that one simple change, and it is now company policy to where whenever we start a meeting and we look at numbers, we translate it into the number of lives we've changed. Now that, that, that starts a different sense. reaction in people's brains. That makes sense when, when you're a pharmaceutical company and you literally are saving lives. But what if we're, <laughs> we're selling something that's a little bit more mundane? What if we that? make widgets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know how well, many times I've seen companies that, that told me they were drastically changing my lives, and really they weren't. <laughs> because they were selling me a Me Too solution. Exactly. So, yeah, and that's a lot of the work that I do with senior leadership teams is around crafting what we call this noble sales purpose, which is a declarative statement about how you make a difference in the world. And if you look at most companies' mission and vision statements, they're, they say things like, we're going to be the market leader of end-to-end solutions to the financial industry. Total snoozer. Who is going to wake up every day excited about that? And they're usually nothing more than here's how we are going to achieve outstanding financial results based on our current business model or some future business model. Right. But when you look at a noble sales purpose, and I'll give you a couple of examples of seemingly mundane companies, um, and we crafted these noble sales purposes. So I have one company that makes these air dryers that take the moisture out of the brakes on trains and heavy vehicles. Mm -hmm. And so their noble sales purpose is, we make transportation safer, faster, and more reliable. And what that does for them is every time their people go into a sales call, they are not there to sell these air dryers. They are there to help GE or, you know, one of the large, um, you know, public transportation groups. They are there to help them make their transportation safer, faster, and more reliable. And so it changes the dynamic because what happens is, If I'm here to impact your condition, then I have to ask better questions. I have to know more about your business. I have to get more creative. 
you know, I work for um, one of my clients is in financial services. They're a large bank, and their noble sales purpose is we help people create financial success. And so, you know, they're a bank where most of their competitors are focused on products and things like that. This bank is focused on the individual or the business customer in helping them be more successful. And so it's the start. It's a strategic shift in the way you think about your business, and it's the start of a series of changes because you then use it to make decisions. Interesting, interesting. So, be, you know, since we're focused on marketing here, what role does marketing play in helping establish this noble purpose? Well, it's really critical that marketing be involved, you know, and, and I want to make the point here, this isn't just a feel-good thing. My data on salespeople revealed that the people with noble purpose outsell. They drive more revenue than the people that don't have it. But there's also data around what happens to a company. And my colleague, my former colleague from Procter & Gamble, Jim Stengel, did a study, a 10-year growth study of companies and companies that focused on making a difference in their customers' lives outperformed the S&P by almost 400% over a 10-year period. So the first point, you know, marketing is about metrics. So the first point I want to make it clear is we're not talking about something touchy-feely here. We're talking about hard numbers. You know, the challenge with marketing, and I know um, I work with a lot of marketing groups, and one of the challenges I think that marketers often have is differentiating between sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. And, and by that, what I mean is, so I'll tell you one of the things that's happened in a lot of organizations where we've crafted this noble sales purpose and the sales force has gone forth with it. Marketing will start to use it as a tagline, and it becomes a great tagline because it's what you want to be known for in the industry. And the challenge is that marketing and sales dance. So marketing is putting it out there as a tagline and a message for the many. And what sales needs to do is sales needs to be the one that does what I call actualize it when you're with the customer. Because one of the dangers that I've seen in the work that I've done with companies is that companies will craft this great purpose, but then it becomes something that they say instead of something that they do. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I tell you what, one uh, client that I worked with um, in construction management, they do project management software for the construction industry, and they're out there on the West Coast, and one of the things that their marketing team did that was really effective was they went to the sales force and this company's noble sales purpose is we help people build a better world because their project management software helps the buildings go up faster and safer and more mm-hmm. efficiently. And so their marketing team went to the sales force and asked for stories okay. about how they had helped make buildings go up you know, and help people build a better world. And so then they were able to use those stories and so they created a series of really powerful sales aids that the salespeople could use on the calls. So when they went into a call and they said, let me give you an example of how we did this, and they've got this you know, beautiful case study with photographs and everything in the marketing department. I mean, they rocked at that time. It was awesome. Excellent. And as a marketing person, I'd say, I'd be a little contrarian here and say, marketing has tried for years to come up with kind of this value proposition that right. just has never made it across the wall over the sales. <laughs> you know, it's like, gee, we come up with all this stuff, and sales says, that's great, we need to make our number next quarter. So, yeah, we're focusing on, you know, what, how many widgets we need to sell or, or how many units of product, project management software, whatever. So, 
you know, what about this kind of alignment between marketing and sales so that we, we get well, to a better place? Well, you're exactly right because the marketing people, when I start talking about this concept of marketing people, they're like, yeah, that's totally what we're trying to do. And the right. misalignment has been sales because, you know, although marketing, the results of marketing are very quantitative, the output of marketing tends to be qualitative and, and marketing people are creative and have a narrative. And so this marketing and sales alignment is really important because it all starts with how you are measuring success. And so you look at, if you want to compare and contrast two organizations, so I'll go back to my, uh, my client whose noble sales purpose is to make transportation safer, faster, and more reliable. It would be very easy for that just to sit with marketing. But where marketing can be proactive is when they are, for example, in this case, at the big national sales meeting. They need to put up numbers about how many trains they made safer, faster, and more reliable this year and talk about it in those terms. One of the questions that you start to ask when you have this that changes the sales dialogue is you ask this question before every decision, how will this help us, insert your noble sales purpose here, make transportation safer, faster, and more reliable? How will this help us help our customers achieve financial success? And the thing is marketing usually owns the storytelling of the organization and so what I find when the marketers can get involved in the sales meetings is a key place where marketing and sales often come together, where marketers can get involved in those and start asking the salespeople those types of questions, that's how you start to move the needle. But you've got to have top-level leadership buy into it. Got it. Makes sense. Okay. Great. Well, thank you. This has been very helpful. Um, this is a lot of a, a lot of interesting stuff coming from the marketing perspective, because um, again, we've always been talking value propositions and and you know how do we how do we get more aligned and how do we actually get this stuff out to the customer? Is, is yeah. That I think and you know, if I would say one watch out to marketing people, and I've seen this show up a lot in a B two B situation, and B two B is very different than a consumer marketing situation. A consumer marketing situation the marketers have completed most of the sales process via their marketing. So in a consumer situation, when the people are buying, the marketing has gotten them in there or to go online or whatever it may be. The thing to watch out for marketers in a B2B situation is you've got to recognize that as great as your marketing is, sales calls are not commercials. And the thing that I see, the, the alignment between sales and marketing, there's a place, and I talk about this in the book, there's a place where you need to flip the switch. And marketing gets people interested and gets them to raise their hand. And then there's a place where you need to flip that switch and you move into sales, which is about the individual. And so if you think about in an individual situation, you don't lead with the message. The message, you start with an individual conversation with the customer, and like the example I gave you of having those great case studies, right. they don't lead with those. They start with a conversation about the customer so that then the customer can say we have this issue and this issue, and then they selectively bring out the case study that matches that. So if there's one watch out I could give to marketers, it's remember sales calls are not commercials. The branding and the message and the purpose comes in the latter half of the call 
not the first half. The first half is about understanding that customer so that you can then tailor your messaging to fit that individual customer. Got it. Great. Terrific. Thank you very much. We've been talking with Lisa McLeod. Lisa is the author of the new best-selling book, Selling with Noble Purpose, How to Drive Revenue and Do Work That Makes You Proud. Thank you, Lisa, for being with us. Thanks. Uh, great to chat with you, Linda. And if people want more um, information, we've got some free videos on our site, which is mcleodandmore.com. Okay, and spell McLeod just so everyone gets that. <laughs> Thank you. It's M-C-L-E-O-D. And more.com. So, Terrific. And, and more.com. So if you just Google Lisa McLeod, you'll find me, and you can see a bunch of videos on our site. And some address this sales and marketing alignment issue. Excellent. Thank you so much. This is Linda Popke. Till next time, thank you for listening to Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.